perfection. Oh, yeah. Well, when, when you don't hear anything, Welcome back. that means that it works, right? That's the, is that the rule? You should only hear yeah. your clap. Wow. Oh, wow. So yeah. we do, Oh, I'm so proud of our... Well, <laughs> well in our past life, we... <laughs> I wonder why that is. Because if we talk above each other, we hear it. But when it's a clap, it's just the, the soul clap. Happy uh sixteenth friend anniversary on Facebook. <laughs> How weird. Aren't haven't we been been friends longer? But yeah, I guess what But pre Facebook, see? Yeah, yeah. What uh, yeah. happened, yeah. Friendster? Oh yeah. man. I feel so old. I was uh, introducing someone to Jago and like I told the person, Oh, we've been friends for twenty years. And then Jago corrected me. Uh, by saying we've been friends for longer than that, my friend, and it was oh man, no, it's been thirty years. Grave. So Ramon and I have been friends for longer, thirty-three years, something yeah. like thirty-four. Basically, yeah. Damn. Death that's, soon. That's crazy. <laughs> Look, death soon. <laughs> our friendship is as old as Jesus. The final oh milestone God. in our life, uh, death. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Hi guys. Morbid nyo, grabe. Wala pang... <laughs> Are we talking about the, this morbidity because of the topic for today? Well, love. Is it, uh, love and yeah, romance. Yeah, love and in September. Lives. Yeah. Ah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, so do you yeah, guys, before we start this dun. convo, I want to know if you guys believe in like destiny and fate and all that. Mm, ah. It doesn't. Matter if you do because you you won't know it, eh, yeah. Isn't that the whole thing about free will and you know? Oh yeah, it's a different yeah, podcast now. Oh, well, no. devs, devs uh-huh. oh, my oh, worst yeah. subject in school, Theo <laughs> and Philo and Philo. Uh, I I think yeah, like like I do believe that. Okay, there are people who are like kind of like MFEO, but not the one, right? Like, parang there are definitely. People, but you're not meant for a specific person or whatever. But there are definitely people out there who are, you know, perfect fits with you. But I mean, you know, that'll only make sense in a world with six billion people. Mm. <laughs> I think when I was younger, I I believed in a in the fairy tale romance. But then once you get older, you're just so jaded, nan and parang. <laughs> I'm more pragmatic than, than it just this. Be- it just became another podcast again. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know what I never really believed in? Like, hmm. do you guys believe in past lives? Like, I do, actually. I, I do. Oh, interesting. Sabi ni, ano, ni Shirley. Shirley. Ang bandang Shirley? No, I si ano. <laughs> Warren's sister. Uh, who? I have no idea what you're talking about. Warren Beatty's sister. Oh, Shirley oh, McLean. Oh, Shirley. Okay. Yes. Oh. But she's the one who's like super into uh, that. Like, that is life. a was... very old reference. <laughs> yeah, not only old, but very You just said we're old, obscure. you know. But wow, no, a labyrinth in, you know, we, we have to go through a lot of hopes. Oh, yeah. To... <laughs> Shirley Kwan? Shirley Warren G? I know. Shirley Kwan? Shirley, like who? The girl in Air... Anyway, Rather anyway. Shirley? Oh, oh. But yes, I do believe in past lives. Like... There has to be an explanation for your affinity for some stuff, like, you know, for Japanese culture or for English culture. But you're so, in a past life, you must have been one of them, right? 
Pero di ba, there's that whole thing about like, there's 6 billion people now. So parang, if, if everyone is a reincarnation, then it doesn't really match up to the math. Parang yeah, ganun. that's, that's mm. what I think. But also, also, how did that rub up against your Paref upbringing? What about it? Stop being bawal ang past lives. Who cares? And, because it's like, ano eh, yung reincarnation, that's like more of a Buddhism. Lives. What do you mean? Is it? In, in which theology does that sort of fit the, the most? And also, kasi, does the whole past lives thing rub up against uh, quote-unquote fate slash predestination you know the 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 future is already a solid Mm. yeah or written Uh heady (laughs) topics on this week's ends late you know what we all believe the non-controversial podcast now in episode two i did get a dm asking what happened to your cinemalaya episode because i tried looking for it uh, you know, <laughs> it was life. That's a past. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, the most limited of limited editions. Dear listener, I I fought for that to come back <laughs> <laughs> from the dead. But yeah, from uh, another life. But Mel is a changed woman. She's uh, averse <laughs> to controversy, <laughs> and uh, I'm like, no. Everybody's talking about this episode, but alas. <laughs> In a future Patreon um, group, we will release this this controversial <laughs> episode that is no longer in existence. Yes. And watch people be so deflated when they <laughs> found out. There's just this kid in my head for such a long time. I think I just missed him. Did he miss you? His home! Speaking of past lives, we, we do believe in past lives, the film. Mm. Now showing in theaters still, right? Mm-hmm. Indeed. So good work. I Even love <laughs> the the strategic rollout of this this film. Like it's so smart how they're releasing past lives from its premiere in Sundance and then the uh, the limited release in theaters and then wide release and then international release and VOD. It's it's so smart. It keeps the movie in conversation the whole pr- pretty much the whole year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so no people are Yeah. So so because of that strategy it's like people are discovering it in waves. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, knowing A24 this is uh definitely their move to to get to the Oscars again this year. It's their mm-hmm. EAO, no? It's yeah. their EAO bet manok. They they thought it to be Boas afraid but Unfortunately not. Which have uh, you seen it by the way? I haven't. Yeah. Ah, Ramon has, I know. I have indeed. Yeah. What did, did I you have like it? Yet. It's quite long. Oh. <laughs> it's exactly as long as Oppenheimer. Oh, with not the same amount of uh satisfaction. Oh. Well, I forgot to tell, by the way, uh, to mention in, um, in the Wes Anderson episode that um, in, in, if, in that uh, book, the Matt Sonner's Saints Sites book, they kind of throw shade at uh, Paul Thomas Anderson because... Oh my um, gosh, Matt I have to reread my coffee table book. What is this Anderson Sites. and Anderson violence? Yeah, but he was saying, oh yeah, Wes, uh, Wes and I were talking about this uh, uh, very, um, very important film that came out in 99 by a very hot 
up-and-coming filmmaker uh, that was very long. And Wes said, um, if there's a, a one before my running time, if the number one starts out my running time, then please kill me. And then two years later, he comes out with Royal Tenenbaums, which is like 115 minutes. <laughs> but there, that's that's a little slight at the now, at Magnolia. But I do wow. want to add, but we, we were questioning Wes's, like, you know, affinity for casting all white people in mm. his in his cast of characters. The new one, Pala, is all like mixed, mm. mixed races. So that's him saying, "Ito ha, ito na." Stop uh, questioning my diversity POC casting. Yeah, <laughs> diversity casting is here. Bringing Kumar Palana back. Grabe patay na yon ata. Pero what's what's the new one you were talking about? This short film for Netflix. The one whose lead is Benedict Cumberbatch. It's it's Dev Patel. Have you seen the posters? Yeah, I've seen it. the The person is Dev Patel, Ben Kingsley, and one more person. Richard Ayoade, but the lead oh, there. is Benedict Cumberbatch, deva. Uh, it's that the is one, still the, the four, life three, of Henry Sugar. That's still three more people of color than his usual number of people of color, which is like 0.5. Or one. Oh, it's a bagay. Growth yan, tawag yan. <laughs> and then, ano, no, parang nag-throw shade din siya, ano. Um, at, at Netflix, he's like, oh, it's 56 minutes. The perfect content for Netflix. Because <laughs> it's not a real movie anyway. <laughs> it's not a real movie. <laughs> parang, parang, wow, this was Anderson throwing shade. <laughs> Lumalabas yung pagka-Texas cowboy fighter niya. Yeah. Oh, Deva. <laughs> okay, so back anyway, to past lives. Yeah. Back to past lives. A twenty four is yeah. It looks like it's A twenty four is Oscar entry, and of course, A twenty four being the not an AMPTP. I don't. I never get that acronym correct. Um, That's member, right. Right. So yeah, not an AMPTP member, and so they're continuing to make stuff during the. The strikes, um, mm-hmm. so good, good on them. And then, of course, people get to uh, promote their stuff while everyone's not um, not promoting, not working. Um, and it looks like they're they're really the new Miramax, and hopefully they're not. Oh no! Uh, don't what a curse! <laughs> no, no, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, but hindi naman Harvey scissor hands yung. Kim owners, right? Um, but I do uh-huh. hear they're they're a bit of dicks when it comes to oh, Sundance. Like wow, like they don't they don't they didn't, they didn't invite the the head head of Sundance to their parties and during Sundance. <laughs> and they they're notoriously difficult, I think, when it comes to programming their movies. So I don't I don't know if this was I believe this was produced by A twenty four. It wasn't a, a an acquisition. Um, so good on uh-huh. them. I, I know everyone, a lot of people were talking about it. They were talking about this one and the one that I, I, Alden Ehrenreich. The, those were the two that they kept talking about during Sundance. Um, the other one I heard during Sundance, this is another aside. So if you guys want to cut this, uh, but another thing pala that we sort of didn't talk about. The other, men, the other Sundance film I remember buzz about this year was they cloned Tyrone which was snapped up by Netflix mm-hmm. but they released it during Barbenheimer with no fanfare and no. it kind of sank yep. like a stone I don't Is know why they held good? it 
it's actually one of the best movies of the year for me. Oh, but, oh, wow. but it's like a, ano eh, but it's kind of a, a black exploitation type, ano, um, comedy. But I was like delighted. Na I knew nothing about it. I just knew, oh, this had some buzz at Sundance, and I was just laughing and laughing. I enjoyed it so much. But you know, it just go. It had no press basically, and you know, it's in the middle of Barbenheimer, so kind of just disappeared. And it seems weird that they would acquire it and then wait for it months and months and months and then release it then and then no support. Sayang. Oh, okay. I've been I've been thinking of watching that. I mean. Like like what you said, I haven't heard any. I hadn't heard anything about it, and I just saw mm. a, a letterbox review by a trusted friend. So I'm like, what really? This parang ano eh, This could have been one of those Netflix run of the mill. Like, hey, yeah. we're gonna make a genre for the hipsters. So we're gonna make a genre film for the hipsters, and you know, yeah. And then it's just gonna be watered down. Ano na naman? May pagka boots Riley siya, pero mas gusto ko pa yata. Mas enjoy pa ako dito kasi sa sorry nice. to bother you. Okay. I'm in. But yes, uh, one of the darlings of Sundance was Past Lives. Trailer pa lang, masakit na. Mm-hmm. Directed And, by first time director, no? Celine Song, who, yes. who also is a playwright. Uh, yes, a New York-based playwright. Married to a writer who is a screenwriter as well. Oh, do you know who? Uh, I forgot. It it's uh he's doing an upcoming release this year. Let me Google. Quick Google. Oh, I've so been see Arthur. <laughs> oh, see Arthur the novelist. I've been sort of mentioning it in the same breath as sort of like this year's After Sun, which is a really well accomplished mm-hmm. debut feature that is sort of autobiographical from a female director na just came out of nowhere seemingly and then is just so well made and so personal and so special so yeah it had and it's it's kind of strange that they came out basically within one week of each other here in our our cinemas here in the Philippines prompting people to do a really emotionally wrecking double feature an afternoon <laughs> or green belt Kudos to you guys for surviving like such wreckage during mm. the After Sun and um, Past Lives double. They did uh, an After Lives or a uh, no, Past Sun. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yep. Grave, you know. But um, I guess I guess for those who don't know, Past Lives the story is um, it's it's about a writer Nora uh, a playwright and then kind of like jumps through time right so when when they're like 12 years old um, she has a best friend what's his name Odangsu Heisung Heisung oh, I just watched uh, old, boy. old Boy again in the same <laughs> movie wrong Korean I am a meme ko comment naman ang cute ni Sir Quark na guluhan. Na 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 naman. So yeah, and then um the their best friends, they these um you know, then there might be something between them, but she has to move to Toronto. Um and so their their friendship is cut short. Um but 12 years later, well, as she moves to New York, Um, and you know, becomes starts to become a, a writer. She reconnects with Hayesung, um, and there's something special between them, right? They're always on uh, Skype. 
<laughs> of all things. And then she decides that I'm okay. I'm going to choose uh, my my career. Uh, you know, I'm, I've worked this hard and I'm not going to go to, to Korea to see you. So they, they again uh, go their separate ways. And 12 years later, she's married to a novelist who's... Um, Whose book did you notice is titled Boner? Uh, yeah, Boner. So, yeah, Arthur played by uh, what's his name? John Magano. Yeah, Magaro. Yes. John Magaro. Who um, first so count. So, talking to um, friend of the pod, um, Miguel Mignac, and and he's like, oh yeah, that's the first cow guy, right? Then yeah, yeah, he's also the drone pilot. And then Miguel's yeah, eyes light Ryan. up. Yeah, he's like, whoa. He's such a giant drone pilot. I'm like, wow, I didn't think you'd be so excited about him being the drone pilot. Uh, <laughs> well, magaling siya dun eh. Pero he also has like an arc. He has a sub arc in the season two and then he disappears. He's oh, gone no. after that. <laughs> yeah, because he in, in season one, I've, yeah, I've, I, I remember like, wow, that, what does this have to do with anything? Parang walang yeah. connection, di ba? So anyway, so yeah, so now they're married, and um, see, Hayesung decides to go to to New York and see um, uh, Nora, played by Greta Lee, by the way. Mm. Uh, sweet birthday, baby, <laughs> in, in Russian doll. <laughs> so and then you know, does shit hit the fan? Uh, will will she choose one over the others? That remains to be seen. Will she go with a hot Korean dude or the frumpy Jewish guy? I don't know. Wow. <laughs> frumpy? <laughs> he's cute. John McGarr is very cute. I think okay, sure. <laughs> you know. Um, so, and then John, was, wait, John McGarr was in, was he in, in Francis? Huh? He was in something else aside from, from First Girl, right? That, that we all, all kind of love. But anyway. But anyway, um, wait, Celine Song is seeing, or is her, her partner in real life is Justin Kuritskis, who is the screenwriter for Challengers, which was moved the next year. The new Luca? Yeah. Wait, oh. isn't that his regular writer? I guess. But yeah, that's, if that's you're, her, yeah, that's her boyfie. Wow, that guy is, I uh, know, that guy's really good because he's, he's the regular of, of Luca. Then he wrote Suspiria. He wrote, ano, Bones and um, all. He wrote Bones and All. And he, ano, he was the showrunner of the first season, the perfect first season of The Terror. Oh. Yeah. I mean, if this is who, if this is who I'm thinking of. Uh. No, it just says uh, previous, right? No, he, it's just Challengers. Ah, baka new guy. Baka mm. first time. Mm. Okay. My mistake. <laughs> delete, delete, delete. <laughs> anyway, so okay. how did you guys find um first past lives? Loved it. Yeah, I, I I loved it too. Yeah. Yeah, I was in tears by the end. I mean, because it's hard to talk about um so the experience of watching it, because I was watching it with um uh distributors, I guess, or no sorry, exhibitors and some members of the press. And it was hard to talk to them like they all wanted to talk about it as soon as their credits were rolling and I was still like and then it's it's such also it's such a writer's movie and um, during the movie if you're paying attention there's something that started being set up and I was like saying to myself if they do this at the end and they did it so I was like oh damn it 
What is after, that? To after be... the long take, the thing after the long take, basically. Yeah, yeah. What yeah, it leads up to, basically, yeah, is okay, the culmination. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I also went back to like the first time I posted the the trailer on the Facebook group, and then I think I I put there this year's destroyer of me. And then, <laughs> and then I was like, and then in the comments, I added, pa, like, Lagot Kang Ramon ka. And then I was right both times. Parang, damn, last nito. It's like, uh, it's, it's a lot of things that I really like. Um, great cinematography, great score, great acting. Something that feels a little familiar, but is done in a, in its own unique or different angle of attack. And yeah, it, it also stayed unpredictable for me. I like that there was no parang obvious villain. I think even mm. in the trailer, you're sort of set up for like no no easy answers. Parang ganon. Like we're not going to make anybody the bad guy here. So it's really going to be like, oh yeah, it's really going to be... Um, it's not even like a moral quandary, right? Because... Uh, the struggle is one-sided in a way, and but it's just handled so delicately, so sensitively, and the details are so rich, and um, they feel so lived in, almost documentary-ish. And, and because Heisong is literally a tourist, it's, it gives us opportunity also for the filmmakers to showcase New York, an almost postcard-type New York that is... It feels new, even though you might be familiar with the city from having stayed there or been there or other films. But it presents sort of you know touristy spots with new with new eyes. It it come it kind of has a its own shine to it, which I thought was really you know because so many New York movies kind of try to avoid that night about to be too New Yorky or too obvious yeah. in what they show. But this one was like. Oh yeah, go ahead. Of course, he would check these things out if you're here for the first time. And I'm like, but it's but it's because he's in the company of Nora, and I thought it feels like everything feels really like almost magical again. So yeah, uh, and and all the other things like there's so many quotable quotes, uh, so many great lines of dialogue. The it's not a culture clash, but the 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 existence of of Nora having grown up in the two in in the two cultures uh really brings i guess you can see that push and pull sort of inside especially in the middle part which is the i guess they're like 24 when they when they first reconnect with the skype the skype era yeah mm-hmm. so <laughs> yeah I, I really loved it it's one of the best things i've seen all year yeah no same same here and i, I love how it's a Mid thirties romance mm. without being too, I know about it, right? Without being too um, before midnight about it, where it's like, oh, you know, it's it's all not, you know, it's all not roses and um, and wonderful things because that's kind of like when you think of mid thirties romances, it's usually the thing in the parang This is where you face the the um really difficult parts of being in a relationship. This is love. Getting over the the uh the boredom. <laughs> and yes, there is a lot of it, but I think it uh, it ultimately is is so much more optimistic than that, but also mature, right? Um it walang ano eh, walang uh, indiscretion, walang 
Um, there's there's always so much unsaid, but also not acted upon. And you know, naman parang even though it's masakit, there was it wasn't um they they had to do they like all of them controlled themselves from being angry or being passionate or being you know, at one point um, or being too brought up with emotions. So it's, it's a very mature love story. And I think, um, yeah, like what you said, Ramon, the, that the, no, no, the, the New York locations are very, I mean, even, even the Statue of Liberty is not yeah. how the Statue of Liberty is usually mm-hmm. um a portrait. Establishing and, shot lang yan, eh. <laughs> Oh. And you know, eh, you know, just like the steps in the Bronx, <laughs> a lot of people are gonna have pictures taken in that merry-go-around. Um, I, I wrote, I think, in a letterbox, I wrote in a letterbox that my fearless forecast is this really will be the new before sunrise for Pinoy audiences. Absolutely. And, the Asian diba, and, mm. Yeah. And if you're Pinoy, parang you know how heavy that statement is because I think really the most influential film um, for Pinoy's in the past thirty <laughs> years, it's really before before sunrise. So, um, yeah, I I think this is uh, this definitely needs to be in theaters longer because it's a slow burn. It's um, it's really word of mouth, but uh, literally it's everyone, a lot of talking. So yeah, it has to be there. Yeah, yeah. So Sana it stays long enough for people to kind of like catch on and then start watching it because. Um, it, it's it's really af- affecting, and for a playwright, it, yes, it does not feel like a play. She really used locations so well. She used the the language so well, the, the use of time, and um, also kind of like I know the, the, her shots. The yeah, like one of the the last shots I didn't even notice was a oneer until I until I read the review or I listened to podcasts about the parang. Oh man, that the that that shot in the street was just one shot, and it's because she's not really showing off. But parang I don't, yeah, I don't even know. And then you you mentioned the score that's uh, Grizzly Bears, Daniel Rosen and Christopher Bear, and my God, one of the best uh, scores I've heard in a long time. So yeah, I love it. Great film. Spoiler alert! Don't listen if you haven't seen the movie. I'm so glad that. This was handled by Celine Song because I feel like if it was a different era and set in like Hollywood standards, this would be a, a quirky 90s rom-com, you know, where, you know, you're married and then bigla na lang your childhood love life, lover comes back and hijinks ensue. But Celine did it so sensitively and like what you said, Ramon, that she gave every character a sense of grace like, Nora is her own person. Her husband is husband of the year, let me tell you. If I went to Mong and said, oh, by the way, my, you know, my Totga is here in town. Can I have dinner with him? There's no way that Mong's going to be, like, completely <laughs> cool about it, man. Wow. Be like, let's have dinner. Let's have drinks with the guy. Do we, want, I get do to we know need him. to unpack that? This is a statement that we... <laughs> I am just Maybe saying that let's, there is Mong, Mong, no... let's take a seat, Mong. <laughs> I am just saying that John Magaro's character is amazing. I am so glad she didn't make him to be a white asshole. Like, very understanding husband who completely adores his wife to the point that he will learn her language and the games that his her parents play. It's, it's a lovely small detail for immigrant people finding love there. 
I also love that the movie asks many questions like what are your what ifs and what are your sliding doors moments or what are what's your thought but also what exactly is love like what what makes a relationship real is it the kilig is it the idea of an idealistic romance or is it just the comfort in watching your your spouse brush your teeth in the bathroom at the end of a night diba and i at this age that we're at i also appreciate how pragmatic the ending is that she doesn't run off with the man that she thought she was in love with when she was younger but it's a decision that the character makes that i find so realistic and really appreciate that she didn't go the hollywood route which is i'm going to book a flight to korea and stay with this man but it's really like i've been married to this person for 12 years we built a life together i'm not i'm not going to throw it away so akin, i mean now that we've got that spoiler warning on there no i don't even think it was uh, a, like I don't even think it was a big decision the man for her because eh. as I mentioned about the struggle was one-sided it really was her song basically all the whole time he's the one who felt left behind he's the one who had it unrequited but I, I mean I feel you no know, having seen it that once that uh, Nora was was all in now with uh, no, with her husband right that's the the life she chose not from the point that uh, she had met him at the residency and they fell in love. But when Hezong actually visited New York, I don't think there was this um, potential, this risk that there's she would a, leave there's John. There's a risk, yes. I mean... I think by day two, there was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, you can see risk, it. Like, the, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The, 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 I don't know. The, the, the Statue of Liberty, you know, you never, you never went to the Statue of Liberty. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, I know, but that's also something that happens. Like when I went to New York, and I visited uh, one of our dear friends there. I had, you know, they she had been there for a couple of years now, and it was only then when I said I want to see the Empire uh, State uh, Building at night. That's the only time, and she decided to join us because she said I've I've lived here this whole time. I never went. So, parang it's just it, to me, it didn't seem like some like you know there was some kind of unrequited thing. Because for me, there was this, there's just uh, there's this sort of um, underneath lying thing um, that I like, which is John Magaro's character actually is the one who I think fears that there is a risk. Like he has to, like he's insecure about it, but he's also secure enough to vocalize it. And then that scene in the bed, especially. Oh, which is so well written. I love that. This, I, that's my favorite scene. But it was kind of this really great way to tackle that usual scene. Where's Nora? Parang, why do I have to be the one to assure you that I love you? Parang, because parang John also being a uh, well, Arthur being also a writer. Parang, he, he sees na I'm the obstacle in this really great romance setup, diba? But Nora has to be like, yeah, but... I mean, but this is not nga, like a fiction. This is this is a, a, we already have this life. I chose you. I married you. Why do I have to be you know convinced you na you're the one for me? Parang ganon. But but there was that Bojack pause, right? Like that very pregnant, like mm-hmm. pause at the end. Parang ano? Mm-hmm. I really felt oh, this could happen. <laughs> Although I was like kind of like pero what ano, in, so. <laughs> in the no in the oneer in the oneer. <laughs> Kala mo, mag-kiss sila, ganun. Hindi. Oh, e, alam mo, iba yung reading ko dyan. Ha? Kasi, 
<laughs> that's that shot specifically, the way it's structured horizontally. Um, first of all, to reveal the thing that it was setting up, right? which is the crying, right? So she mentions uh, often, uh, you know, I cried a lot as a kid, and he was always the one who would console me. And um, it's brought up in the 24-year-old segment na I don't cry here anymore because parang, and she mentions parang there's nothing that to make me cry or to cry about, etc., etc. And then, so I was like, oh, okay, so they're setting it up now. She's gonna, she's gonna be a wreck at the end of this. Parang gonna. And then the shot being horizontal, but it starts at her stoop, and then they move left, which if you think of it as like the usual kind of timeline, the way time is represented, whether it's in comics. Or, or even when you're editing, diba? you're kind of walking into the past. And that's her with Heisang. And they share that moment. I don't think there's a risk naman of a kiss. But it's just, you know, regarding each other and looking at each other as what they mean to each other and what could have been. But that moment has passed. And that's parang her parang teaching Heisang. That moment has indeed passed. Diba? So it, it's not in the cards and that's sort of why it remains unrequited. And, and, and he kind of has to let go. Which he, I think he does them even in the bar. Which with another bunch of great dialogue. And then when he leaves, he's picked up by the Uber. She walks back to the present. It's still that same one shot. She walks back to the present. And when she says that Heisang is the one who would always be there to console him when she cries. When she returns, waiting talaga for her is Arthur na on the stoop. And then she bawls. She she loses it, and he's the one. It's him now who's the person who's going to take care of her and console her. And then you go back then to the, to the that sort of great series of uh, dialogue in the bar where it's like you know to me she is someone who leaves and to you she is someone who stays. So it's so it it felt really you know it it kind of all locked into place so well for me. And I was like, damn. This is frustrating <laughs> that this is your first movie. Shit. Baba ka Rorschach. Ako talaga, parang ano. I'm with Corey. I'm with Corey. Yeah. But I think, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that's wrong. Ah. I think that Celine is intentionally playing with the way we romanticize these stories. We're the ones projecting what we want to happen. And for me, though, parang the, the more pragmatic sort of thing na, Yung masakit kasi is the yearning of Heisong. I don't think it's ano, necessarily reciprocated. I'm, I'm sure Nora thinks about like, what if, what if? But it's not, it's never in, in it's danger. It's not gonna I'm, make her fly to Korea John. and look for Heisong and say, hey, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Parang, parang the, the hard choice is also to choose her career and her life, her new life here. Diba? Parang, in a way also Heisong did romanticize what they have because they weren't that super close naman necessarily when they were kids. Um, but, and then it was harder yung sa 24, I think. Yeah. Yung, yeah. yung separation dawn because yeah. it was like really her sort of making this choice. There's an interesting um, detail with regard to immigration, which is why he couldn't find her was because she had adopted an American name, diba? Nora. And uh, I forgot her Korean name, but they, but she kind of shed that when she when she moved. And then 
So the separation when they were 24 was a little more painful because it was her talagang taking a step back and, and choosing, prioritizing career, which is uh, the other uh, fav- uh, favorite um, topic of uh, Philippine cinema. <laughs> I was listening to an interview of Celine Song and she... So I want to do this when I do a rewatch of this film. She really played around though with sound design and not just with the the music that was composed for the film. But if you look at the Skype scenes, though, when the two are building their relationship over Skype, you don't see, you don't hear any of the city soundscapes. But it's when Nora breaks up with Hesong and then she removes the headphones. That's when New York comes back into your ears, which is like signifies that the, you know she's going to block this guy out of her life and... Because she's really the daughter York. of a director, dene, Parang like, like it's it's so autobiographical. Ah, yeah, yeah, the character. This film, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I guess I know him. It's in her blood anyway. The the not to to be a filmmaker, talaga. And I love how in interviews she's very immodest about it, um, mm. but at the same time only because like. She acknowledges her being an artist and that she does right, have artistic right. intent and that that she is the author for all sakes and purposes of this film. So it's mm-hmm. um not in an arrogant does, way. Yeah, not in an arrogant way, but parang yeah. uh, this is my intention or parang I, She's very I, confident about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, serious yeah, artist talaga. But the way she pitched herself was basically because I think she had a prior credit, which was uh, an episode of Wheel of Time. And yes, so, yeah. Um, she was in the writer's room. So I think, you know, it's it's hard to get people to invest in you as a director. Um, but she's, but her pitch was really like, you know, this, this story needs to be authentic and I speak both of the languages and I know both of these words. So, um, and to wait Because it's my credit, story, yeah. Yeah, parang like, okay, game. So, I don't know. Uh, getting that this kind of thing still happens in 2023 actually yeah but actually the other like big hit of um e24 this year which is talk to me which just recently passed hereditary uh oh, wow. in, their, their, in their lifetime box office for e24 um it's also uh, no, a debut feature from two guy from two brothers right? so that's a, a a great batting average for e24 this year aussie horror I'm not sure actually, but uh, oh, I wanted to return actually to another thing that Mel said. But na one of the things I'm so appreciative of is, I think in any other sort of studio hands, there would have been an insistence of making uh, an unnecessary quip every few minutes, and I'm so glad na walayon. <laughs> Yung mga, especially since it's set in New York, parang, would they make Nora like this? You know, oh, I used to be Korean, but now I'm like you know. Quipping, dropping yeah, jokes like the best New Yorkers. A, you know what I'm saying? She'd have a fun white girl best friend, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, go for exposition. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, he's so hot. You gotta do it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck John. I gratefully for best actress. Talaga. As in, ano, wow. I mean, I'm, I'm so used to seeing her. Like, my experience of Gretely is a sweet birthday baby in Russian doll. The the um familiar who wanted to be a vampire in the morning show in 
in the uh, what we do in the shadows. Uh, yes, then well, the morning I haven't seen the morning show, but I hear she's more annoying. And then remember that dancer in um, the other two who was the friend of the sister, um, but she continued her dancing career. Yeah, no, and then the sister in the no, the the friend of the sister in the other two. So, parang they're all like high comedy. Was she there? Roles, yeah. So her first season, I think. So it's a chase dream. Yeah. How music did she video. come to cast and put her faith in Greta Lee? I don't know actually. So, baka, baka auditions or well, probably just casting agent also. The interesting for me actually is I can't remember if I've heard Greta speak Korean in any of her roles that I had seen her in before. Probably in ano, high maintenance where she was a uh, homeless Heidi. But um, I'm not sure. But that's why it almost felt like a shock. Like, oh, she's so fluent. <laughs> why shouldn't she be? But, you know. There was one thing that made me Google from this movie. Because based on K-drama watches, everyone in school is in uniform. And I was wondering why the kids here were in civilian. <laughs> anyway, that's just so, is me it, is being that, nitpicky. Does that happen? And what did your Google result? Well, I think it was a filmmaker's choice to uh, make them in, make them wear civilian clothes. Okay. By the way, I don't tell you, uh, but like, uh, I think he... he had the harder role in this. Yeah. Film. Well, I, I what I really love about his performance is I saw this uh, interview about that he he took his body language pala from the kid playing oh. the younger him because he was in Seoul at the time and then. Of course, you know, they were he was probably just visiting the days na the kids were shooting. And he was paying attention to the boy who plays the younger Hesong and he noticed how shy he was. And he took that. So he put like, you know, as a, a lot of the times though, his hands are stuffed in his pockets. Yes, and he like stands built. awkwardly. Yeah. Yeah. So it was such a great decision. Because you could really feel how sort of cooped up, how how sort of restrained and uncomfortable Hesung uh, was, especially when he gets to New York. So, even in his to, clothes, he was so awkward, like buttoned uh, up all the way, even the sleeves are buttoned up. Nakatap in. <laughs> yeah, it was such a, it was such a great uh, choice as far as like the body language of the character and, you know, also establishing a sort of continuity, this through line between the two actors. Really well done. And yeah, it calls for so much restraint and it's well done. Um, ending-wise, I know we've talked about the Greta Lee crying, but the movie really ends with Hesong looking out the window during Sunrise at New York. How, how, what was your interpretation of the ending? Is it cathartic? Do they get closure? Does Hesong move on? Lost in translation. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it is what it is. I, uh, oh. I actually hope, wished it ended a little earlier, but, you know. Um, I don't know. Everyone's a no. Everyone's made their decision, and like, ano yan, guys? A uh, film theory and ano? Uh, new new dawn ba? Diba? New beginnings, new possibilities. Natanggap niya na, di ba? Parang linet go niya na, nakano na yung puso niya, ready to be loved. Perfect, perfect. Shall we go to our favorite romances? Our criteria is no comms, just roms, right? Yeah, no comms. Like the the which uh, off the bat, kind of like it's hard to think because in your mind, okay, it's sweeping romance like Titanic, for example. Oh, but I then you that. realize, 
right? No, no, no. And then I'm like, oh, I'm not in, or even, uh, what did we just watch? Pride and Prejudice, right? Um, but, and then you think, okay, when you get off that, when you get to the past lives tangent, and you think about the stuff that kind of was a lineage to past lives, and then parang, oh, ang dami pala, ang dami ko palang gusto. Romance, diba? So, um, I, I, I am more a fan of that kind of romance than, of course, the period romance or the sweeping romance or the whatever. But um, it's kind of like that. Romance is really the main genre where it's kind of like an unflinching examination of love. <laughs> love and all its ugly parts. But like how much of it? Because there's also, I feel, different subcategories, diba? There is love story versus romance versus relationship film. Mm. You know what I mean? Good point. Parang, I mean, I think that, for example, Reservation Road would be a relationship film. Diba? Or Beyond the Sea, but or, uh, Blue Valentine. That, <laughs> yeah, or Blue Valentine, you know, that place beyond the pines, those kinds of, you know, yung, na, it, it, it's about the relationship talaga. And most relationship movies do not end well or do not end with them together. Parang ganon. Actually, strangely enough, I don't know, even the romantic films, like the celebration of love or wherever you're... Oh. Where you're they actually don't end well. I, parang I'm just like looking time, at yeah. my list and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> None of these end well, actually. It's really more the rom-coms that, that end well. But, mm-hmm. um, but I, guess, I guess that's the longing. I think... I don't know. I, I guess we can, I uh, know. It's like porn. You know it. When you see it. <laughs> What's this porn? I don't know that. Controversial <laughs> episode number two. <laughs> but I guess when, when, when you're faced with that sweeping feeling of romance, or, I know, or when oh. you feel that tinge of, I you know, then whether it ends well or not. Like, um, and there, there is one film. Okay, there's one film I didn't include only because I, I feel you will include it, Ramon. Uh, and that film is, is very painful, but also still romantic. So let's see if you include it. <laughs> so how, how do you want to go about this? Do we do a round table where we drop yeah, one each know. until we reach our five? Unranked, yes. by the way. It's... Unranked. Very well. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't. I only had today to think of this. It's not like this is a definitive list. I didn't hmm. rank it, and also there was that trouble nga na parang do I rank? Do I include this if it's like uh, a painful relationship movie or diba? Well, I, I I think I erred on the side of movies that really I felt either captured the feeling of being in love or felt like being in love or how I wish feel being in love felt. Tama ba? Yes. Yeah. Right. I guess, yeah. Or just so, a sweet, sweet kurot of it not happening, like past lives. Yes. <laughs> so why don't you start it off, Roman? <laughs> since you well, I mean, it. you've mentioned already uh, before sunrise, and I think, of course, we also ended up mentioning before sunset in terms of the thirties part, right? Um, so that's definitely in there. But I think the other thing that a lot of people will. I I, me- I mentioned this, I think, in my review where I was like, you know how freshman filmmakers in UP will all say In the Mood for Love is their film that got them into filmmaking. I think in a few years, it'll be Past Lives will be the answer for a new batch and a certain new generation. 
So definitely, yeah, in the mood for love, Junking Express also, the sort of yearning, um, even and also sort of very uh, kind of one-sided. Um, uh, yeah, those two Wong Kar Wai were would be the first ones I mention. I, I I include. Damn it! I, I, you didn't my, mention in uh, the mood is in my <laughs> is in my list. So you didn't mention what I thought you would mention, but um, but uh, you mean happy together? Yeah, it's happy together. That's the painful one. That's still oh, masakit ng happy together. <laughs> but but that was that would have been on my list, but I thought it would be in your list. Um, yeah. How about you, Mel? Have you guys seen um, in the mood for love recently? Yeah, like, I'm pandemic. I'm so scared to rewatch it. Mga when I got the box set, I think it was two years ago, or right before the pandemic. That yeah. was the last time. And it's yeah. aged okay, right? Like, it's aged well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. But what's interesting, because in the age, in, in this, you know, in the film Twitter era, so many people easily have access to the deleted scenes. Like some people just put it, make fan edits or mm. just have clips. So, so many people now so easily have access to those scenes now. They kiss, they dance, there's a sex scene. Whereas when we watched that, none of that was, you know, within the realm of possibility until years later when we might get the uh, 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 the original DVD, etc., etc. So it, sometimes I th- I feel it gets mixed in with the the first impre- first impression or first impact on new viewers, whereas to us it really is not in the story at all. I'm just so scared that now that we're in our forties, that our the way we perceive and the mood for love is different because we're like older. What what does our older gaze? No. Parang well again going back to the the Wes Anderson. Parang the way rewatched Ten and Bob's after we recorded, I was like, "Tangena, this is more hard hitting than I <laughs> when I first saw it." And I, I feel in the mood is the same. I I remember in the mood I was a little underwhelmed when I first saw it because I'm like, "Why are they? Why is there this Cambodian footage? What the hell's going on?" <laughs> and then why is it Amper one? I mean, it's because you you expect a certain kind of of love story and then I know I'm major um extreme scene on the end but after having seen it so many times and kind of like seen the the films it inspired and then kind of thought about it but then then that I I think rewatching it actually is more rewarding than watching it for the first time for me that's yeah. encouraging okay I think also because we're more mature we're probably older than the characters were in the story in Shanghai. But of course, back then, you sort of had to mature quicker, right? Like, you got married much younger, had kids much younger, were very career-focused, and of course, there's social norms, etc., etc. But, uh, yeah, I think when I when I saw it, like, four years ago, it, it, it felt, oh, I'm sort of relating more to the characters in terms of their life, now than before where you're closer to you know the Fei Wong and Chunking Express na you know just sort of idling your days etc interesting but I, I think I will rewatch in the mood lang talaga ako. no it's Nabaka. great oh my gosh well it's not it's, well you, have, you can relax Mel it didn't go woke I know <laughs> What's, what's, what's your smell again um, well since Ramon already mentioned in the mood for love that was mine and we've 
talked about Pride and Prejudice in a previous episode, so I won't delve on that. But those are two are on my list. But, but yeah, my... and that's also on my list, though. Pride. I mean, it's it's still one. I mean, lots of comment. There's lots of jokes already, but it's still one of the most romantic. I swoon, think. Yeah, swoon, swoony. Yes, me, yeah. yeah. Um, I will highlight Before Sunset, my favorite in the Before series, and oh. we talked. Quarky talked about it earlier. Um, I've always wondered if people were either before sunrises or before sunsetties. And um, yeah, before sunset for me is just a masterpiece in in adult romance. It just talk, them talking about their what ifs and all their misconnections in New York and, and in Paris. And that ending and is can, still uh, one of yes. the best endings so no. ever. I yeah. remember, I know, like we watched that with Alexis, I think, in in Podium. And Podium has this very bad um, habit of turning on the lights. Oh, so when you turn on, I'm like, then fuck, is this the last shot? Uh, we're we're supposed uh, the the real emotion would be oh, that was it, right? But then they turn on the light before the, the <laughs> you're gonna miss that train, baby. Then I'm like, is this really the ending? I fucking love this. <laughs> anyway, um, mine is. So I'll, I'll just throw in. Oh wait, can I mention also though? <laughs> can we appreciate na uh, people might not remember, but. The way that before sunset was a surprise, diba? No one knew it was oh, being filmed. Oh hell yeah, no one knew. Well, just, hindi pa uso yung ganon na drop. Oh, parang drin up lang. I forget which festival, pero biglang surprise. Here's a movie by Richard Linklater. It's a fucking sequel to a film nine years ago that everyone loved but didn't really see. But you know, it got cult following, and then man, everyone parang. Everyone's ears really pricked up. Everyone's like, "What? There's a sequel to Before Sunrise? Oh my god!" Ah, na la Yeah, no, and the, no, and well, Before Sunrise, I really that was really the first film that made me swoon. Like I was giggling, really? and I was oh. like, I remember, you know, I was doing a summer job in NU at the time, and I was like, "Ova, ova." I mean, you're a 15 year old. You're kind of like, lol, like <laughs> being cute and like, Dude, this is what being in love is like. <laughs> So and of course I had the biggest crush on, on Julie Delpy and and you know I'm I'm glad I mean I I did see it many years later again but um you know even though it's it's more trite than Sunset there's still the stuff like the the listening to was it was it uh, Janis Joplin no the, the one in the record store and they're kind of like kind of looking at each other and then kind of listening to the record. Um, there's still a lot of like really good moments and I don't think it's cheesy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's at least I can say that. It's the, yeah. I think it's the right kind of cheesy naman though, which is like true to the youth of the characters yeah. and that situation it was in the era. No, no, I mean, it is kind of cringy when you think about like, oh God, did that really happened. But it is to the character. Yeah, you would be that brazen and, and sort of corny and especially if you look that good and were successful in propositioning this you know other good looking person to get off the train with you in a city that you're not from so yeah but you would take all these crazy risks also because you're you know you're you're swooning eh? you're you're That's in the youth. full bloom yeah. <laughs> the promise of youth <laughs> i was so happy to see one of the bridges that they crossed when i was in vienna for two nights uh so 
I was like, "Ooh, hey, this is the, I don't know, the I don't know, this is the one of the places I remember from before sun before sunrise." Yay! Ako naman when I visited Paris, I I made a beeline for the the bookstore. The bookshop, yeah. Yeah, I was like, "Oh my god!" Was it the Shakespeare and Co? Is that the one? No. Yeah, Shakespeare. And yeah. Co. Oh yay! I went to that. <laughs> um, before midnight. Like of we of course we don't know any before midnighters like the people whose favorite is before midnight but you would be very um, strange yes if that was your yeah. favorite but should <laughs> they have made before midnight I mean w- would it have been better to leave off at sunset uh, no I mean, yeah no okay uh, I I see why they felt like ano parene uh, uh, parang uh, another one was necessary I guess yeah any other ones you guys have. Lost in translation. That's my number one. If we were to rank, <laughs> really, and you were Does asking, is it a romance movie? And yes, it is a romance. I know. Uh, I was asking because it's a very funny movie, and we were mm. like, it's uh, not rom coms because yeah, it's not rom coms. Because rom coms really have a uh, there's a structure to a rom com. There's a meet cute and then you know yeah. hijinks, etc. Ito wala. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. That parang parang may my best friend na ano. Yeah, there's jinx a lot of whining. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, so, but so, I mean, oh, so yeah. yeah. I, I, I wasn't. I don't know if romance is the word I would use for for lost, especially with like the age gap being very. I don't know, diba? Like even then, it was kind of. Maybe it's a melancholy of it. Yeah, yeah. Remorse. But parang the there end. was kind of a coming of age. I think I felt it was more in the coming of age type uh, bracket or pero compressed right? into like that one night or one experience where you realize you're unhappy with your life. But I know it's so talaga ako yung, ano, when he taps her foot. And I'm not, not because I'm a foot fetishist or anything, which I'm not, but parang, <laughs> there's a scene where he talks well, about now. Like, you know, the bad, parang, uh, you know, like, they will be the most wonderful children, having children, they'll be the most wonderful people you'll ever meet in the world. And they're kind of like just there together. And I mean, if we're talking about, you know, yeah, that, that silent moment in, in past lives or uh, a lot of the brushing against each other in in um, in the mood for love, parang this is one of those great moments where she's kind of like curdled up fetal position and he's like, uh, looking up and, and it's still so clear to me na parang or the way he watches her when uh, when she sings Brass in Pocket parang like oh my god ang ganda <laughs> so there, there is a swoon factor for me even though he, I guess yeah you could you could put it na parang it's more about the self-realization of Charlotte but um, but yeah, there's I, something I feel the so romance, romance Pero, about being in a foreign country and you guys are the ones mm. who uh, kunyari, understand each other or discovering a country. It's it's a kakakilig. Because mm. it's ano, being seen. Eh, diba? Parang ganon. In mm. a way, it is kind of before sunrise. Diba? It They're is in a foreign for country, o- the and older then... crowd. Don't you think? Uh-huh. And autobiographical. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Bob Harrison I think the, the youngins <laughs> would call Lost in Translation to be a vibes movie. A pure vibes. That is my favorite movie of the 2000s and I know a lot of people when they watch it now they'll be oh culturally insensitive oh cultural appropriation but I'm like I don't give a shit man it's just so fucking (laughs) I know it's so perfect I think so anything else on your list that we haven't touched I have Amelie here 
mm. which I feel is like it's uh, it's really good at like being in love with love, but because she and it's kind of uh, inspired also by a little bit by Emma, where she was trying to make all these characters around her find love or or do good things for them, and then her own story was kind of simmering in the background with uh, Matthew Kasovitz of all people. Um, and yeah, I, I loved Amelie. I, I think I saw That's it three times in the I'm theater. That's one I'm afraid to rewatch right now. That, that kind of, no, that kind of uh, ages. But I think because of the visual style. It's like, it's uh, like I watched an old boy last week. Parang, uh, oh, dami palang clock transitions no weird. <laughs> but you know what? At the end of the day, like, you know, it's still it's still such a great, you know, such a great love story. I think, uh, and then I, the the ending, the parang the camera flash cutting as she's oh, on the, the bike. Up. Uh, oh, the And then it ends with that freeze frame of them looking at the cam, right? Na parang the take was over, and then they just sort of look at the camera, and then the accordion, the music sweeping up. Yeah, yeah, the tears and you know. Another yes. very vibesy movie, but uh, oh, but yeah, I love it. And of course, but there's a period that everyone is just in love with Audrey Tattoo, and then, wala, hindi naging hindi, hindi siya na, I guess, naging bigger star outside of France, unfortunately. Ang daming ganun, no? yung parang ano. And I, I, I fear that uh, Renate, Renzje, what's her name? See, well, oh, another she, great she romantic movie, worst person, worst person in the world. Uh-huh. But um, that there was her, and then there was the uh, uh, Franca Potente, and there was uh, ano, um, uh, too. and then there is uh, my next entry for this category. Is it Mila Jovovich? Um, no, it's uh, <laughs> what? What movie would you include here? <laughs> it's Lea Sedu and Adele Exarchopoulos. Oh. Ah. <laughs> Romance. It's a romance, but also something for the boys. Just kidding. <laughs> is that Quark? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Blue is the warmest color. Um, Le Vidi Adele, chapters one and two. Um, no, it's really... that. That is a relationship film that has a very strong... You know, oh. it, it gets... It gets it's so real really and Really romantic, and then it gets really painful. Yeah. <laughs> But um, and then with with those two um, fantastic um, actresses, uh, just uh, not even just talking about it right now makes me want to watch it again. Um, and it's a bit long, right? It's like three hours. Three hours. But the but, only uh, criterion with yeah. no features. Really? <laughs> yeah, because they know, they put they put it out really quickly, right and the then they said another uh, future edition with all the features will come, and it never did. <laughs> Uh, it's so weird. Parang kung may contractual obligation ata na nangyari sa bah- behind the scenes and then yun lang. Kaya ang weird eh. It's, it's also the one that's ano, diba, sort of like $5 cheaper than everything else kasi nga walang features and which is so weird for uh, Criterion. Yeah, anyway. I remember it was so buzzy and I guess it was hard to find so Criterion kind of just jumped on that and like no, we'll make it available. Um, so, ano... Fun yeah. fact, I saw this on a plane and I was beside my parents, not knowing <laughs> not knowing the many scenes that would involve <laughs> Wait, two, women, it in the two plane? women cavorting. Yes, uncensored on the plane. 
Wow. So I, I, have to, I have to stop and pause and wait for them to fall asleep. And then I, I would resume the movie when everyone is asleep in my cabin. That's <laughs> <laughs> uncensored. But once upon a time in Hollywood, putol. I don't wow. know. Grabe I don't no. know. Uh, I'm talking about the violence, uh, not not any like. No, you know what they cut out? Weirdly enough, so I was watching um, uh, Love Actually on the plane, and then the, you know, you Grant is uh, having his little monologue in the beginning, and then suddenly it goes quiet, but you can still see the music, but it's awkward, and it's just music and the imagery of people meeting other people in airports, and I'm like. That's very weird. What did they cut out? And then I realized it was the little bit of the speech about 9-11. Like, when 9-11 oh. happened, most of the calls weren't about fear or about, you know, they were about love. And then I'm like, oh, because they don't want to talk about, you know, <laughs> plane crash in the airplane. I don't <laughs> think they're allowed to show yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that's a law. Yeah, it's a regulation. But I was just surprised with Hugh Grant. Oh, Talking about 9-11. <laughs> 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 but um, uh, but I I saw this film with a lesbian friend and a um and a girl I wanted to date. It was a very interesting screening. <laughs> oh, but, tension in the air. I know. <laughs> oh, is that the incredibly true adventure of two girls in love? Yes, us. Great, great ending. <laughs> The Batu, yeah, nineties indie, indie darling. Uh, Did you guys give your five well, now? Well, I must five, ba? <laughs> I must Wait, go. I think, so back up. <laughs> you guys have mentioned yeah. others, but the one I have uh, has not been brought up, and might be sort of left of center. But I put here out of sight. <gasps> I love that movie. Which is, uh, you know how much I love that movie. Yeah. So I mean, it's not. I don't know if it's romance or just sobrang sexy. It's na so walang, sexy. Oh, oh. Oh, na para very vibes and just mood and like, ooh, talaga makuha ka sa tingin. Parang ganun eh. <laughs> Karen Sisko. Diba? Uh, the, the, the sheer charisma and the sexual tension. Unmatched, between, by uh, the way, in a Soderbergh film, by far. So far, Amazing. yeah. Well, I'll give my fifth. It's Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. My favorite romance. I was wondering if that would be on on anyone's list. I uh, I it was one of the two that I left out because I thought it'd be on your list, Ramon. But I'm glad it's on your list, Mel. It's on mine. Yeah. Uh, my other ones are La La Land, <laughs> which you, you don't have to discuss. Uh, but that's really the one that made me a gul in the theater. Mm. I gotta say. Mm. La 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 um, yeah. And I know. I think um, you know it's nine songs. But I don't wow. know why my choices are so porny. Oh, why? But something's emerging, huh? But Michael Winterbottom's Nine Songs, a very underrated film. It's it's basically like nine sex know, scenes. Yeah, they just like there's a sex scene. People are fucking, and then they watch a concert, and it's well. a great concert. And then they fuck, and then they watch a concert. Uh, and then and, you know it's stuff like Interpol and uh, I don't know like uh, uh, editors but I don't know <laughs> a whole bunch of like really good bands and then strangely enough one of them is Michael Nyman and it's very touching um, DV, guess, DV era to no? yeah yeah Uh-oh. yeah so uh, yeah <laughs>
I'm sure we all have longer lists and we'll just release it in our whatever KVs as our socials say. And, yeah. uh, oh, us and, us and Them is the other one. Sorry, I think that's a Taiwanese film. Mm. I only saw it on Netflix. But yeah, I hope it's still there. But yeah, anyway, sorry. We have a teenage love representation apart from Before Sunrise. Hindi na nga teenage yung before sunrise, diba? Teenage fan. Teenage fan. Oh, nga. 21. Right. Oh, nga. No. College na sila. Yeah. Post-college. Teenagers are not a love. Ano, mga 10 things I hate about you, ganyan. <laughs> I put Nick and Nora's Ultimate as my teenage mm. romance. Because it's more than a rom-com. Yeah, I, I thought that was romance. cute. You know what? Galing ng leads. That is the rare book I read. And the book is so much better than the movie. Mm, same. I bought the book yeah. after the movie. Mm. And devoured oh. it in a day. It was, it was so good. Yeah, that's a no. That was written by Lorene Scafaria. Really? I'm gonna look at my paperback yeah. right now and oh check. No, no, God. I mean the screenplay of the movie. Oh, okay. Oh, so yeah. pre-hustlers, obviously. Yeah, pre-hustlers, pre, you know, big life mistake decision to date Bo Burnham. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I mean, I, I guess at the top of the list goes without saying, by the way, speaking of Bo Burnham, I don't know why this is getting to Bo Burnham, but those who know will know how my mind jumped from one thing to another is Normal People, which is a TV show which we've talked about <laughs> sensibly. Grabe yung leap na yun, How very John Wilson yung detour mo <laughs> but for those who know, they know. Oh my! How I got the you have to be so online to know that. <laughs> oh, okay. In the interest of time, I know Cork okay. has to go. Um, right. Yeah, past yeah. lives so still screening. Stay, right? So please catch it also on VOD.